0: This is Cruise Radio Rewind. (laughs) Real reviews from real cruisers.
1: My name is Doug Parker. Thanks for checking out this weekend's episode of Cruise Radio Rewind. Going to do things a little bit differently today. So recently, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control published a list of 28 questions. Now, these 28 questions are asking for feedback from the cruise industry, but not only the industry, the general public as well. And this is good news for a couple of reasons. For one, it shows that the CDC is open to having a conversation to get the cruise ships back up and going and returning to service. Secondly, it's cool that it gives cruise passengers a voice in the return to service. So To set this up here, I had Matt voice the 28 questions, and then at the end, I'll let you know how you can do your part in answering these questions and get them submitted to the CDC They don't do emails, so you actually have to do it on a federal website or send a hard copy snail mail to the CDC headquarters in Atlanta. But we'll get to all that in just a little bit. So the first 15 questions are going to be all about planning and infrastructure for the cruise lines when they return to service. And then questions 16 through 28 are all about resumption of passenger operations. So we'll jump over to Matt and bang through those 28 questions that the CDC published.
0: What methods, strategies, and practices should cruise ship operators implement to prevent COVID-19 transmission when operating with passengers? How should cruise ship operators bolster their internal public health programs with public health experts and invest in a robust public health infrastructure to ensure compliance with measures to detect, prevent, and control the spread of COVID-19? How should cruise ship operators ensure internal public health programs are involved in all levels of decision-making processes relating to passenger and crew operations? What is the feasibility of conducting COVID-19 diagnostic testing using FDA-approved or authorized laboratory tests on board a cruise ship? Should specimens be tested on board or should specimens be collected on board for testing on shore? How frequently should cruise ship operators test all passengers and crew? What would be the anticipated financial cost of testing all passengers and crew? Because reports of illness may lead to restrictions on crew activities, how should cruise ship operators encourage crew members to report mild symptoms of COVID-like illness to medical personnel? How should cruise ship operators encourage medical personnel to report these cases to CDC? What should be the medical capacity to manage an outbreak or a severe case of COVID-19 on board the ship? What arrangements should cruise ship operators have with private companies to transport and obtain medical care shoreside for passengers and crew with severe COVID-19? What pre-arrangements should be made to ensure that all U.S. seaport communities will accept a returning ship after a COVID-19 outbreak is identified? What plans should cruise ship operators have in place for shoreside quarantine facilities in the event of a COVID-19 outbreak on board a ship without exposing the public and without relying on federal, state, or local resources? What pre-arrangements should cruise ship operators make with the airline industry to accept crew and passengers from ships not affected by COVID-19? How should cruise ship operators address travel restrictions in regions where COVID-19 activity is increasing, things like border closures, seaport closures, and embarking passengers originating in those countries? What measures should cruise ship operators be required to take to reduce the burden on U.S. government resources if foreign seaports deny cruise ships the ability to come into port during a voyage? What preparations should the industry make to repatriate passengers or crew via non-commercial transportation after COVID-19 is identified on board? What innovations should cruise ship operators develop to reduce transmission of COVID-19 on-board ships and how will these innovations be effective? Should cruise ship operators implement other interventions to decrease or prevent the spread of COVID-19 on-board ships? What evidence of efficacy or other rationale exists for any public health interventions that cruise ship operators propose to take on board ships? The following questions address the resumption of passenger operations. What steps should cruise ship operators take to prevent the introduction of COVID-19 onto ships after resuming passenger operations? Should cruise ship operators deny boarding to passengers with COVID-like illness or confirmed infection with COVID-19? Should cruise ship operators deny boarding to passengers with known exposure to a person with COVID-19 during the previous 14 days? What methods should cruise ship operators use to screen for exposures and detect COVID-like illness in passengers seeking to board the ship? Should cruise ship operators deny boarding to passengers coming from COVID-19 high-incidence geographic areas? How should cruise ship operators manage embarking crew with COVID-like illness known exposure, or coming from high-incidence geographic areas after resuming passenger operations. Should cruise ship operators test passengers and crew pre-boarding? If yes, what should the testing protocol be? Should cruise ship operators transport and house passengers and crew denied boarding at the seaport to avoid exposing the public? Should cruise ship operators plan to reduce passenger and crew loads to decrease the risk of transmission on board the ship? To what extent and for how long should cruise ship operators reduce passenger capacity? To what extent might reducing passenger capacity affect the economic viability of cruise lines? Should cruise ship operators be required to provide scientific evidence that reducing passenger capacity will prevent transmission on board? Should cruise ship operators decrease the length of voyages and, if so, by how much? How would decreasing the length of voyages affect the transmission of COVID-19 on board the ship and in U.S. communities? Should cruise ship operators be required to provide scientific evidence that reducing length of voyages would decrease the risk of further introduction of COVID-19 to U.S. communities? Should cruise ship operators limit shore excursions? What precautions should cruise ship operators take during shore excursions to prevent passengers and crew from being exposed to COVID-19? During shore excursions, how should cruise ship operators prevent transmission of COVID-19 into land-based communities? Should cruise ship operators restrict the number of persons per room? Should cruise ship operators be required to provide single occupancy rooms with private bathrooms for crew after resuming passenger operations? What mental health services should cruise ship operators provide to crew and passengers during quarantine or isolation? What precautions should the cruise line industry take to safely disembark passengers and crew without transmitting COVID-19 into local seaport communities? Should the cruise line industry immediately cancel cruise voyages if COVID-19 cases are identified on board or after disembarkation? Because of the cost associated, some passengers may be reluctant to cancel if they become ill or are exposed to COVID-19 or may try to hide symptoms of illness. Should cruise ship operators fully refund or provide incentives to passengers that are denied boarding due to COVID-like illness symptoms, confirmed infection, or known exposure, are denied boarding due to coming from high-incidence geographic areas, request last-minute cancellations due to COVID-19 concerns? Due to the cost associated with seeking medical care on board and possible quarantine, how should cruise ship operators encourage passengers to notify the medical center when they experience COVID-19 symptoms? How should cruise ship operators decrease or eliminate the risk for COVID-19 transmission for both passengers and crew in the following group settings? Embarkation and disembarkation, safety drills and trainings, dining. Onboard entertainment events and shore excursions. What benefits can be expected in terms of averted deaths and illnesses, and how does this compare to the expected financial costs of the aforementioned measures? And finally, should cruise ship operators be required to designate a responsible company official who will accept legal responsibility for failure to implement measures?
1: There you have it. Those are the 28 questions by the CDC. Really, it's about probably 40 questions, but they did a lot of subheads in there, so uh, I guess because they were kind of all related and intertwined with each other. But if you want to actually reply to these, there's two ways you can do it. Go to regulations.gov and follow the instructions on the website for submitting comments. Or you could type your responses, print it out, and send it to them via snail mail. You could address it to Maritime Unit at the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. That's 1600 Clifton Road, Northeast. And then it's MSV18-2, Atlanta, Georgia, 30329. If you didn't catch that, just back up 15 seconds or so on the podcast, or you could check the show notes at cruiseradio.net, also available on the Federal Register. That's at federalregister.gov. And that'll do it. I hope I didn't bore you too much with this information, but now that the CDC is open to dialogue with not only the cruise industry, but with cruise passengers, I certainly thought that was worth sharing with you. So I hope you got something out of it. Once again, all this information is recapped on the website at cruiseradio.net. Net. And a big thank you to Matt Basford for voicing those questions for me. Also received a lot of listener questions after Thursday's show. I'd like to remind you, you can always submit your listener question via email or voice memo to Doug at cruiseradio.net. Once again, thank you for making Cruise Radio Rewind a part of your day. I sure do appreciate it. Continue to stay safe. We'll talk to you Thursday. Take care.
0: During these difficult times for the travel industry, Cruise Radio stands behind the men and women who work so hard to bring our vacation dreams to life. From the captains and crew to travel agents, tour operators. Vendors and port employees, we offer a sincere thank you on behalf of the thousands of guests whose lives you
1: impact each and every day.